All right, everybody, it is time for another episode of the Crypto 101 podcast. But before we dive in to our awesome, awesome guest and conversation today, I want to remind you guys of two things. And the first one is that if you go to Crypto101insider.com, you can join our private community. Here's where we have our model portfolio and all of our top picks. We also have uh, Crypto 101 University. Uh, where we have hours and hours and hours of written and video content that explains blockchain and explains cryptocurrency in a very bite-sized and easy-to-understand way. Uh, and we have a weekly newsletter that goes out and quarterly state of crypto addresses that go out. There is just a ton of value packed into this every which way. So I want you guys first uh, to go to Crypto101Insider.com today uh, if you haven't already. I also want to remind you guys that Pizza Mind and I recently just finished a book. Uh, It took 11 months of our lives to write, and we're calling it Crypto Revolution, Your Guide to the Future of Money. We walk you through this fascinating world of cryptocurrencies and blockchain, and it's part history book, it's part instructional guide, and it's going to really show you guys why cryptocurrencies are globally disruptive and how they're going to actually change in real life and in real terms the way that we buy and sell and even live. We include a bunch of how-tos on getting started with your first exchanges. Uh, We give you tips on how to safely buy and sell and store cryptocurrencies, as well as how do we evaluate potentially good cryptocurrencies. And the best part of the book is that we're giving it away for free. All you have to do is pay for shipping and handling. So go to CryptoRevolution.com and pick up your copy today. All right, everybody, welcome back. We got another awesome interview for you guys. Uh, I am joined by a gentleman and a scholar, uh, Henry Picala, uh, who is the co-founder of Streamer Network, and I might have butchered the name, but Henry, welcome to the show, man. Thanks for joining. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. And you did really well on that name, so congratulations. <laughs> and I know you are Finnish, but yeah. you're living out of the United Kingdom, is that right? No, I'm in Switzerland, actually. The Crypto Valley, as they call it. What's going on in Crypto Valley? Because it's funny, we haven't really had anybody talk about it yet, but we, you know, in the 80s and the 70s, right, there was Silicon Valley. And that was, you know, everybody figuring out how transistors and semiconductors worked. uh, And it it spawned what everybody now knows as, you know, the tech hub of the world, Silicon Valley. But now, in the past few years, uh, Crypto Valley has taken place in Zug, Switzerland, tell us about like what that entire renaissance is feeling like. Yeah, I mean, it, it sort of, mm, I think the sort of glimmering picture is a bit prettier than, than what, what it really is, uh, especially now in COVID times when there's little interaction between the teams. But, you know, uh, on paper, it sounds really good to be here where some other projects are based as well. For example, the Web3 Foundation is literally like, you know, I'm I'm pointing my finger at their <laughs> office. It's right across the inner Sharing yard. Door. The largest foundation <laughs> in crypto. <laughs> yeah, you have the Aragon guys are here. You have the Bitcoin Swiss guys from the more like brokerage and, and yeah. banking side of things and, and that kind of stuff. But yeah, right now it's pretty quiet. And to be honest, like the many projects that are here on paper, some of them are just post boxes and not really like flesh and blood here. 
but then again, you have some projects that are really here and you know making friends in the crypto space, and that's that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Henry, did you did you like how did you come into the crypto world? Like, what kind of drew you in? Where were you before? Yeah, it's a bit of a long story, actually. Like, there's a couple of components to it. So, mm, so I'm a tech guy, right? So I was working pretty deep in like algorithmic trading at some point in like 2008 to 2014. And the high frequency in, trading bots it, and all sorts of stuff like that. Yeah, that kind of stuff, but not crypto at the time, for sure. Like Bitcoin just started during that period. And I was pretty clueless at the time. So we were doing like stocks on US markets, Canadian markets, and, and Nordic markets, and that kind of stuff. Um, so, But that's where I got interested about data and real-time data and sort of um, the potential that can be had in various different use cases. And from that, I sort of went to, to building more like centralized infrastructure, like cloud infrastructure for data, where you could uh, you know, share data streams, apply some analytics, that kind of stuff. Um, and then I got like... We were sort of stuck in the in the sort of startup mode in the sense that you know we had really cool ideas, but if we wanted to pitch them to like these traditional enterprises and industry giants, they they wouldn't really build their critical infrastructures uh, based on this product made by some Finnish startup somewhere. So so we sort of re- needed to build something that's not dependent on ourselves anymore to mitigate that vendor risk uh, kind of thing. And also we had this idea of data monetization and data marketplaces and this kind of things that were like very novel at the time. And then we got interested about Ethereum specifically when it launched in 2014 and saw that, hmm, okay, so decentralization and coupling these data economies with blockchains and other decentralized technologies will actually be an avenue where exactly the kind of uh, independence of a particular vendor and and that kind of reliability and security and all those data monetization options suddenly become available uh, if if just a little bit of innovation and a lot of hard work is is put into it. So we set out on on that path and started started Streamer as you know it um, today. And so streaming real-time data and subscribing to data, can you kind of walk us through like how the average consumer might leverage uh, a system like Streamer? Yeah. So uh, Streamer is basically like a middleware. It's like a data middleware. So so our users are not end users, like people on the street. It's rather application developers. So what we're doing is is quite technical uh, but I'll try to explain like the the basic of it so so you could think of a you could think of a file sharing protocol like BitTorrent like everyone was doing wares back in the day you know uh, that kind of thing but we don't do static files we don't do file sharing instead we do sort of data stream sharing so we're talking about real-time sequences of messages uh, that come from uh, you know uh, apps, IoT sensors, connected devices, financial markets, anywhere where something's happening all the time and that data is being broadcast 
uh, out to the world, either openly, like in an open data sense, that could be a thing in a, you know, a smart city or, or in this kind of context, uh, or, or in a sort of more private sense where access to that data or that data stream can be uh, access controlled uh, behind a payment. So you can have data streams that have sort of like a paywall uh, there. You know, I'm producing valuable data. You want my data, so you'll have to pay me uh, to get it. And this can work in a totally trustless way that we're used to in the crypto world that is like open and permissionless and you can just go and you know, make a transaction and then you get access to my, to my data. So what we're trying to do is unlock new use cases for future data economies and Web3, um, as well as enable like secure data collection and distribution at very large scales, like we're talking like global scales, right? And reduce the reliance on centralized cloud services like AWS in building this kind of data pipelines. So, so the end goal, if I'm hearing it correctly, is to kind of have a decentralized cloud infrastructure. So like you said, you're not relying on any individual corporately owned cloud rather yeah. there's almost like this shared cloud that yeah. is a, a big lake of data or a big ocean of data that is private but it's you know it's not revealing you know identities about people but because of blockchain and because of those cryptographically you know hashed together you know little footprints of information you could tr- prove that this is authentic data I- am i getting this all correct yeah, yeah, pretty much. Like if you contrast it to something that's more familiar to the listeners, maybe maybe just ledgers. I mean, when you transfer money, uh, you can have a, you know, banks have centralized ledgers and blockchains have decentralized ledgers, right? So this is a little bit like the same, but for, for data stream infrastructure mm. and data pipelines. So you could have a data pipeline in the cloud where, you know, all the data goes to some, some machine that's run and owned by AWS and, and you know, that serves your applications and, and sends it out to whoever needs it. Or you can have this peer-to-peer protocol that is decentralized and there's, there's no server, there's no, it, it were, it's sort of like an emergent service from the collaboration <laughs> of, uh, of these nodes that people run, right? So mm-hmm. it, it, it looks and feels like a cloud service in the same way that Ethereum, Ethereum or some other blockchain uh, looks and feels like a bank ledger, but it's not, right? It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's totally not that under the hood, right? Yeah, it it's something that like uh, imitates it almost, but it does it yeah. in such a novel and new way. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. It's like, it's like when Henry Ford made the car, everybody was like, oh, we just need faster horses. He's like, no, 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 <laughs> we need faster horses, but we're going to make something a little different here. Yeah, yeah. The pattern is valid. Like data needs to be, you know, transported. We need to yeah. take data from from here to here and broadcast it. Uh, <laughs> but with streamer protocol does it in a different way. And the benefit of that is like not only the the security and the scalability, but also the sort of composability or the openness of the infrastructure. So if everyone puts their data in data streams into the same protocol, then the, the result is that everyone can also get the data they need from the same protocol. So instead of like, uh, if you're a data consumer, you want your building application or analytics or AI or whatever that needs a lot of data to, you know, you, you need to ingest a lot of data 
you can get a lot of things from sort of the same place. You know, you, you run your own node and ideally you get all the data streams in the world from that same um, sort of interface instead of having to integrate to, to this centralized API and this centralized API and this centralized API. You know, you get the picture. So there is very strong network effects and the more that people use it and make data available over the streamer network, the better it gets uh, for for everyone, mm-hmm. yeah. So so I, I think this is a great a great point to segue the conversation here, and I think a lot of people who are listening uh, that are familiar with you know cloud infrastructure and maybe they're you know selling data packages or they're working for a technical company. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. I think a lot of this probably makes sense. But some of the other people on the side are thinking, well, this is a little over my head, but I've heard about the streamer network and the data coin. And that's what got me interested in clicking on this interview or whatever. And so could you talk a little bit about how the data coin functions in the economy, um, what it is, why it exists, all that sort of thing? Yeah, sure. Uh, absolutely. So it's sort of like the sort of like the driving force in some sense that that sits beside the the infrastructure so we're still building this so not all the things that are envisioned for for the token are are there yet so it will it will be used for um staking 
in the streamer network. Right now, we have like a non-incentivized uh, network version available uh, right now. So the sort of token incentives will be added a little bit further down the road. It's already used for things like payments on the streamer marketplace. And um, recently, like actually last week, we had the first uh, first round of uh, decentralized governance on the streamer project. So the and that means like also voting and voting. stuff like that, that. Yeah, exactly, exactly voting. So so far, like since the beginning of the project, it's been governed by us centrally, the team, right? So we've been calling the shots, and what what the end result will be and that we're transitioning into now and to some extent have transitioned already is that the token holders call the shots. Uh, so we had a couple of proposals up, uh, people voted, and the proposals both passed. So, so you know, but that was a nice exercise and sparking a lot of discussion. So the token is becoming sort of increasingly important. Mm -hmm. uh, the governance is one of those main pillars of that. And then the token economics of the streamer network are the second pillar. And that's something that we're still working on. That mm -hmm. will include like staking on, on nodes, for example, to, to sort of guarantee that they are honest in the network. Uh, it can include also like various mechanisms in, uh, in vetting, for example, which data streams are, um, are valuable in that sense. So you could do that kind of thing um, in sort of uh, surfacing some content on the network. So there's very many layers to that, but the basic, the very, very basic idea in the streamer network token economy economy is that you can run a node uh, and earn tokens by doing so. So you're sort of providing a service to the network, which is like relaying data, basically, just propagating it in the network. So, and, what, and what's really cool, I think, is that like kind of as you're describing it, you can start to see and, you know, people at home can start to kind of get a picture of like, wow, like, you know, by holding a, a certain token, you have utility on a certain network and you can interact with it. But you also have like some clout, right? You have some some weight and it's in that weight that you could throw around is dependent upon you know, how much stake or how much money essentially you have in that system. So I think that the, uh, this is really the future that I'm trying to drive home to everybody at home that like, it's no longer that you have um, like no say in, in how your, your money and your government really works. Like, right. We, we think we have delegates now, like, Oh, one vote counts. Like none of, yeah. none of like our democracy, like really is transparent, uh, and really effective. And so when you start to have computer programs that are checking and verifying every single vote in that, you know, if you have 10 tokens, you have 10 votes. And if that person has 100 tokens, guess what? He has 100 votes because the network means 10 times as much to him. So that's how it should work. Yes. And it's kind of a little bit um, like an oligopoly or a plutocracy, yeah. right? And some people sure. kind of that, you know, they poo-poo it. They say that's a bad thing. But I think it's actually sort of the next transition of how capitalism is going to be developing. Yeah, could be. And especially in the early stages of protocols, like we're we're living that time now, there's very mm -hmm. high risk. So it's, it makes total sense. Like the token-based voting and power isn't really like, it, it gives power to those who have the biggest risk. And mm -hmm. that is much more important than like giving voting part to those who have the most money or something like that. Those who carry risk in the project should steer it into um, into directions that make sense for the project. That's actually, that's actually like the most phenomenal like 
repartee I've ever heard to the question of like, well, you know, oh, well, it's just an, a, a new oligopoly. Well, it's not necessarily just a new oligopoly. It's the fact that these people are carrying risk in that system. Yes. So guess what? They deserve to govern it, like, because they're putting their skin in the game. Um, yes, yes, yeah. exactly. And on the other hand, like people who participate in the network, they should be earning. So mm-hmm. in a similar sense that you've had like mining in proof of work networks like Bitcoin or current day Ethereum and uh, proof of stake in future blockchains, you can sort of mm, participate in running the network and by so doing also earn rewards. Uh, and those rewards actually grant you voting power on decisions about the network. So it all sort of works together in a in a loop. You know, it forms this sound picture of how it's supposed to work. Like, okay, these people who have risk and these people who help run it, they decide about it. So mm-hmm. all of that makes sense to me. And then, and Henry, can you tell us a little bit about the process to, to get set up with a node? And I know a lot of listeners... Uh, are, are miners a lot of them are setting up you know staking you know it, a you know you know w- what website can we drive them to uh, and b is it super technically complex to get it set up or can people kind of just you know download a client and start it running yeah I think it's it's quite easy or going to be quite easy we're right now in a stage where it's not quite yet possible to re- do it so we're sort of running this testnet uh, kind of uh, centralized setup at the moment and working towards decentralization so this year uh, around summer i guess maybe a bit before summer we'll be able to launch like a the next generation testnet and then after summer the the main net for that thing that will be the moment when anyone can join in and run nodes in the network so right now we're sort of um you know it's it's in sight but we're not quite there yet um, and also the details of how it will be packaged uh, are still a little bit open, but it's basically quite easy. It doesn't require a lot of, you know, power from the computer. It's not like you need specialized hardware like you need for mining Bitcoin, for example. Mm-hmm. So you can run it on a normal box. Um, the thing that is important in the streamer network is basically uptime. So you need to be live. You need to be like online. So you wouldn't run a node on, you know, a mobile phone or an uh, unreliable internet connection or something like that because you're 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 delivering real time data streams. And if you get cut off of the network, then it will be disrupted. Um, so um, reliable connections are something that are one of the key key things for nodes in the streamer network. Fascinating. And uh, yeah, and in, in if you are you know planning on mining and you're staking or whatever, uh, and you get cut off from the internet, you go, you close your laptop or whatever, you might get slashed, uh, which means you might lose a portion of your stake. Is that right? Well, not necessarily. It's more like you don't earn uh, okay. during those times that you're not online slashing is also possible but in our case it's not like you know either you're performing the service or you're not and if you're not it's not a it's not a bad thing you know you're not trying to lie about something uh, like like on blockchain networks you're you might like an attacker might be trying to give double like a false false truth about something yeah double spend or anything like that in 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 the streamer network you're basically just shoveling data around from one place to another. And if you're not doing that, 
it's not so bad. Uh, you maybe you don't need to be like you know we don't need to chop your finger off or anything like that. <laughs> it's just you're not earning uh, earning for that. Well, that's fascinating. Uh, the last thing I want to ask Henry before we let you go is you know your general thoughts on what is driving the current bull market. Oh, for sure, uh, for sure, it's the DeFi boom, and I think that's pretty clear. I'm not exactly sure why it's like going to so crazy heights. So I'm I'm a little bit sort of I'm maybe a, like a, a little bit softly calling a bubble uh, for 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 some aspects of the market. But I think also that the crypto winter lasted for for too long. You know, it was just like super depressed for for a super long time. And nuclear much, winter. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Three years. Like apocalyptic, you know, people <laughs> went in, went into these underground vaults and you know, then they're slowly coming up from there. So much of the bull market is like actual correction uh, due to maturity of projects and use cases in the space. But it might be a little bit overheated now. So So let's see what happens. But I'm pretty excited about a lot of stuff that's happening. A lot of the DeFi, it's shown a sort of new phenomenon, new killer app, new killer use case that follows the sort of ICO boom of 2017. It's also showing how many kinds of assets can be tokenized and monetized, not just like speculative crypto assets, but we have like a Cambrian ex- ex- explosion of, of stable coins. Uh, and we have like, you know, we have data assets, we have real estate assets, we have all these kind of things that can be used to earn yields on the market. We're starting to go towards proof of stake and, um, and earning yields in that way. So a lot of like these financial opportunities that definitely justify the, the sort of boom in, in the space. But I'm not big in, you know, making predictions or, or commentating on the market. I think the market does have a bit of a like mind of its own, and it's sometimes a little detached from from fundamentals. <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> yeah, uh, in in both good and bad. Like it, it works both ways, right? Yeah. So I, I remember, find, uh, yeah. like uh, in the bear market, right? You know. Uh, <laughs> Can it go any lower? Can it go any longer? Yeah. Oh my God, next month. Can it go any lower? Can it go any longer? For three years asking myself that. And so now on the upside, I'm like, oh, can it go any longer? How high can it go? Yeah, oh my yeah. God, is it still gonna yeah. go? But look it, at the <laughs> memes. Look at the memes. I'm a meme trader if I if I do any speculation. So when you see the Lambo memes and everyone's happy, you have to go and sell. And when there's you know blood on the floor and everyone's crying, <laughs> you have to go and buy. It's very easy. This is my this is my tactic. Yes, but, but I don't speculate follow, that much. <laughs> you follow the sentiment of the market to a T. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, just you don't need to yeah. read any, any posts anywhere. You just look at the memes. Yeah, <laughs> you you, you sell enough. when there's euphoria and you buy when yeah. there's fear. Yeah, exactly. Henry, thank you so much, man, for for spending this half hour with us. Uh, really, really enjoyed all the comments, and we're excited about what the streamer network is going to be uh, rolling out, man. It's gonna be it's gonna be great stuff. Oh, for sure. Thanks for having me on. It's my pleasure. Take care.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.